Welcome to MTSU On The Record. I'm Jenna Logue. In collaboration with two professors at Carnegie Mellon University, Dr. Greg Rushton, a professor of chemistry, is helping create online communities for teachers. Rushton is involved in a grant-funded project called AP Teach, which gives chemistry teachers a way to network in groups with their contemporaries throughout the nation. That creation has been expanded into webinars. Another lesson in the new normal coming up after this. Here are some of the headlines making news at mtsunews.com, the university's news and information website. MTSU English professor Amy Whitmore is busy using her $50,000 grant from the Academy of American Poets to guide a new civic poetry program for young people and help boost a popular community poetry reading series. She connected with Nashville's Southern Word, a nationally recognized spoken word youth development and education program for help with the first goal, a series of writing workshops, open mics, and school visits online as needed for LGBTQ plus youth in Murfreesboro. A partnership with Poetry in the Borough, a monthly open mic and featured reading series hosted in Murfreesboro, was important to establish too. Whitmore is a co-curator of the project founded by inaugural Murfreesboro Poet Laureate and MTSU alum Corey Wells. And MTSU is spreading the message to prospective students and families about MT Tuition Free, an opportunity where first-time freshmen paying in-state tuition and attending full-time can attend tuition-free if they receive the Tennessee Education Lottery, HOPE Scholarship, and the Maximum Federal Pell Grant. For eligible students, they could have no out-of-pocket costs for tuition and fees, and no student loans would be required. For MTSU News at any time, go to mtsunews.com. Greg, welcome. Thank you for being with us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Let's get an idea of what AP Teach is, first and foremost. Yeah, sure. So AP Teach is an online, virtual, large-scale professional development community where teachers specifically of advanced placement chemistry, a college-level course that's taught at the pre-college level, the high school level, is developing a group of teachers to function better with their students and with their colleagues to carry out the mission of the College Board, which is to provide a high-quality college-level education for pre-college students um, in preparation for university studies. And the three collaborating universities in AP Teach are MTSU, Carnegie Mellon, and Stony Brook, right? That's right. That's right. How did you and your colleagues work on exactly what approaches to take with AP Teach? Yeah, it's really a great question. So, what? So, I'm I'm formerly a high school chemistry teacher, uh, and then uh, then after my graduate work, began to do professional development of teachers uh, to help them improve their own practices, and I realized that existing approaches for professional development. Uh, left a lot to be desired in terms of their outcomes, in terms of their sustainability, in terms of the scale building. So most professional development of teachers is done at the small scale, at the local level, and is done um, in a kind of focused, one-off uh, kind of workshop format. That is, you go maybe for one hour or a half a day or a full day um, in person, and as a result, 
the impact of that on your practice and in, on your ability to improve your teaching um, as a professional is pretty minimal. And the, the research is pretty clear that the, it has these limitations. And so what we thought of is how do we make good teaching, effective teaching, engaged teaching more than norm than the exception, and that is to get uh, a lot of teachers, that means hundreds or thousands of teachers interacting productively, regularly, uh, personally and professionally. And that's the way we could possibly um, impact from a paradigm perspective, just like we're um, seeing paradigm shifts in education through the COVID crisis, we're, we're hoping that through these kinds of interventions, we can get the average person that takes the average class in high school chemistry to say, that was a really great um, invigorating experience instead of what we normally hear, which is, wow, that was one of the hardest subjects. I'm glad I never had to take that again, um, which is oftentimes what we hear. Are there any new pedagogies on the horizon, anything cutting edge in the peer review journals that you can share with us when it comes to teaching chemistry? Yeah, so one thing that we've learned uh, having studied this system and this population for about 20 years is that many teachers of chemistry do not come from chemistry backgrounds. That is, that wasn't their subject of study in, in the university. And even if it was, that they were not actually taught how to teach chemistry. They were, they were taught how to teach, possibly in a college of education, and they were taught content through their courses and their discipline. So through general chemistry, organic chemistry, that kind of thing. What, they're not, what most chemistry teachers have not been taught how to do is how to actually make the chemistry accessible in terms of the way that it's facilitated, the learning is facilitated with their students. And so as a result, they may, under, they may understand the content themselves, but it, they are not trained. Uh, and really there's not a lot of formal training that is available on how to actually make the difficult concepts um, um, to, to, to be learned in a way that, that folks can feel like they've mastered it and they've understood it and they're, they're excited by it. So that's what we're learning is how to teach these teachers, how to recognize the, the challenges that their students are having, and then navigate those productively towards better outcomes. It sounds almost like the, the old cliche of the football coach being told to teach geography or hygiene or American history and just being thrown into it because the Board of Education said he can't just be a football coach. Yeah, I mean, it's actually not that different from that situation. So um, if you think about the whole population of science teachers, about half of them are coming from a life science backgrounds. And um, it's just because, you know, the life sciences have more majors, so they have more graduates, and there's more of those folks entering the workforce. And so because there's a shortage of folks in the physical sciences and they go to other things besides teaching, they're ultimately left with a population that, weren't, that wasn't prepared and wasn't intending to have to teach subjects outside of their discipline. So it's, uh, yeah, it's very similar to that, the situation that you described with the football coach. We'll take a break right here. We'll return in just a moment. This is MTSU on the record. The Middle Tennessee Writing Project is a program that fosters the effective teaching of writing to students in kindergarten through high school. The project hosts annual summer institutes where teacher participants teach and learn from each other effective techniques of teaching writing. In addition, the project sponsors summer writers camps for youngsters. MTSU is one of 185 sites of the National Writing Project and one of only two in Tennessee. 
For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. The Army ROTC College Program at MTSU prepares students mentally, physically, and emotionally to become leaders and promotes virtues of duty, honor, country. ROTC cadets are involved in all academic disciplines, athletics, and student organizations at MTSU. Full scholarships and tuition assistance are awarded based on merit. All cadets upon graduation will serve their country as second lieutenants either in the Army, Army Reserve, or Army National Guard. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. Our guest is Dr. Greg Reston, a professor of chemistry. I do have that right. You're a full professor, right? I, I am, yeah. yeah. Do I look old enough? <laughs> I don't believe in age. Age is just <laughs> okay. a number. Great. Dr. Greg Reston is a professor of chemistry and a participant in AP Teach, uh, AP standing for Advanced Placement, uh, a way of getting chemistry teachers together to uh, combine ideas, exchange ideas about better ways to teach chemistry. Did AP Teach precede the COVID-19 pandemic? You seem to have come up with just the right thing at just the right time. Yeah, it's really, I mean, it's, it's kind of a blessing in disguise, right? We, we were concerned that because it's not the norm for teachers to interact with other teachers professionally on a regular basis, um, because their job is to mostly interact with students, that there might actually be uh, a challenge that would, would be difficult to overcome, which is to get a large community of teachers to do this without incentivizing through either um, course credit or uh, through payment and which is the way a lot of uh, professional development is designed, right? I'll pay you if you come do this, or I'm gonna force you in order to get your certification to, to do this thing. But really, we want it to be uh, kind of a grassroots uh, effort and, uh, and designed by teachers uh, for their particular needs. And we were concerned actually pre-COVID that there wouldn't be a driving force. And what we found is that there's actually a, a a significant need for community, um, not just not just in uh, during the COVID situation. Although the COVID, I think, has catalyzed some of the growth of the community, but teachers really want to do their job well, and they oftentimes don't feel like they have the resources um, accessible to them to make that happen. So, uh, yeah, pre-COVID, we were mostly designing the professional development experience and the online community, the platform, and actually the kinds of content that we would need to deliver to make it appealing to a large variety, a diverse population of teachers. But, but during COVID, we saw a shift, a significant shift away from face-to-face interactions to online interactions. And chemistry was already hard enough for this, this group of teachers to teach face-to-face, but now we're asked to do it virtually, asynchronously. We're asked to do it with, with students that don't have access to all the technology, that may have you know, learning challenges that we can address in the classroom. And so we, we saw a huge influx of folks into this community really in February and March and since then. So it's been great to, to see. But yeah, we did exist for about a year and a half before this, um, before this pandemic, but we were still in the design phases. We hadn't really um, launched that, uh, had a hard launch yet. And now we're, we're pretty live and, and we're growing pretty regularly now, week to week. How does a chemistry teacher teach lab in a virtual environment? Yeah, so there's two primary ways in which um, folks have designed instruction for um, laboratory hands-on ex- experience when you're doing it through in a virtual environment. One is you actually try to design, if you will, a virtual lab environment, um, almost like a video game, if you will, where you 
you're placed inside a laboratory setting, although the, the setting is virtual. It's not, um, you know, it's not in person. And you try to simulate that environment the best you can, the, the kinds of problems, the kinds of instrumentation, the kinds of um, data that you would collect. And so there's different versions of this, these um, virtual environments that people have, you know, publishers have put out or, or researchers have designed. And so we make those accessible. The other way is to design, uh, if you will, kitchen chemistry, that is things that the students could do safely, um, but also productively within the, the confines of their own, their own home. So doing things with a grocery store available materials. And, you know, for the kinds of labs that we do in college, they tend to be a little bit more complex, a little require a little bit more expertise and actually require uh, some of the instrumentation that's not available typically in most households. So this, what you just brought up, the labs is a, a serious concern. I mean, the labs are explicitly assessed on the advanced placement exams because those exams then are used to determine whether students should, should be receiving laboratory credit for their high school preparation. So this is gonna be one of the major topics of conversation um, for our community over probably the next six months or a year at least. The reason I ask is because I uh, took a biology course, a Regents yeah. online course as an okay. undergraduate, yeah. um, taught by somebody at Tennessee Tech remotely, yeah. of course. And uh, as part of the lab, I could fill up a, a test tube with the click of a mouse. Of oh, course, cool. it was all, you know, animation, CGI, whatever you want to call it. And uh, of course I was invested in it because I wanted to learn and I wanted to make a good grade and I wanted my degree, but uh, I missed the tactile sensation. There, for some reason, and maybe it's some deficiency on my part as a learner, I don't know, I think I would have absorbed the material better if I had had the tactile sensation of actually touching the equipment. Can, can you oh. appreciate that? Oh. Absolutely. I, I, I thought of one more thing that's, that's come up more recently that I think is kind of cool. And you were talking about the mouse clicks. Well, so you can, if you can imagine a robot that can actually operate equipment and can pour out um, solutions in the vials, some folks have actually designed the labs that are actually um, remote controlled. So you could control the lab environment, a real lab environment, you know, um, you know um, by essentially controlling a robot. And that, you know, that's, you know, more challenging, of course, from a logistical technical standpoint, but that's another way that people have tried to make it more realistic. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, the virtual, I mean, just this experience, this, this interview is, you know, not as, I think, easy for us to make a personal connection because we're, you know, only looking at pictures of each other instead of face-to-face. Um, -face. So, you know, I think yeah. it makes a big difference for, for, for students and teachers. Uh, could the AP Teach model work just as well for chemistry teachers who don't teach advanced placement classes? Right. So that's so the first um, goal of this project is to develop a proof of concept. That is, can we determine the design principles that we need to think about in order to design a, a community that um, is self-sustaining, is dynamic, is can, can have can both afford synchronous and asynchronous interactions can be appealing to a wide variety of teachers with different um, levels of experience and working in different school environments. So we're investigating all of those um, factors right now. What are the larger goal though 
is for the things that we learn in this project to work for other, to be applied to other communities. That could be math communities. It could be to pre-AP communities. It could be to um, communities that are maybe not even at the pre-college level. Maybe at the college level, we thought about, you know, especially with what we're doing with at the university level. Gosh, it would be great if I could um, interact with other chemistry professors across the country that are facing the same challenges that we're facing. And instead of trying to figure it out all on my own or within a department, we can actually uh, function as a community. So yes, the goal is to try to figure out some things that might work for other communities as well. I'm thinking that if the advanced placement teachers are having difficulties with the students who are labeled the best and the brightest, mm -hmm. then uh, the chemistry teachers who are teaching the fellow who falls asleep at the back of the classroom are really having a hard time. Right. And in fact, we picked AP because it was more of an ideal um, situation for us. And it was an ideal population. These are the motivated, the most, the, usually the high, uh, more highly trained teachers, oftentimes they're the ones with more experience. They're higher profile, that is, their, their, their practice is more visible to others, the, you know, so and the impact on the educational system is greater. So we felt like the best case scenario would be to work with kind of the best and the brightest of the teachers, with the best and brightest of the students, because it's already a challenging enough environment just to figure out um, the various reasons why a professional development community would or wouldn't work at scale, that is with hundreds or thousands of teachers. So yeah, I, I mean, there's a reason why we didn't pick a, another non-ideal situation because we're already facing enough challenges with um, the folks that we're dealing with now. Time for another break. This is MTSU on the record. The Middle Tennessee State University Women's Studies Research Series features compelling monthly talks on gender-related topics by faculty and graduate students. The series offers a chance to learn about research in progress and to chat with faculty in an informal setting. All lectures are free and open to the public and are held on the MTSU campus. For all the latest MTSU information, go to mtsunews.com. The Tennessee Employment Relations Research Association, or TERA, gives labor relations specialists and academics a chance to share their views and their data. TERA wants academics and other interested in human resources and industrial relations to work together at meetings and conferences to strengthen the workplace. Many MTSU faculty belong to TERA, which has members in 20 states and 7 nations. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. Our guest is Dr. Greg Rushton, professor of chemistry and uh, participant in AP Teach, which is a, a collaborative effort among three universities, including MTSU, to try to get chemistry teachers who teach advanced placement classes together to devise the best possible pedagogies. Uh, in teaching chemistry, are students encountering new obstacles or do they have pretty much the same struggles year after year? Yeah, I think that's a good question. So uh, if the curriculum was static, that is um, the way you and I learned chemistry, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago, was consistent with what we're asking them to do these days, then we would expect some of the same challenges to come up. Students really, I think, fundamentally haven't changed. Um, we're all humans. We all have, you know, intrinsic and extrinsic motivators. motivators. We have demands on our time. Um, and so from that perspective, we don't see, you know, fundamental differences, but because the advanced placement curriculum about five years ago under, underwent a pretty significant change, a change from 
um, learning chemistry as definitions and formulas and calculations and learning facts about the periodic table to conceptual understanding uh, to inquiry learning or, or um, a, a self, more of a kind of student-centered approach where lecture is, is not as uh, likely to be the primary form of instruction, but small group activities, uh, collaborative group activities, um, and the ways that we're asking them to think about the content, represent the content, assess the content, because those are new for both the students and the teachers. We're finding that challenges that none of us have faced previously are ones that we're encountering in our classrooms. And because of that, um, chemistry, which was already a difficult subject for students to learn and for teachers to teach, became that much more difficult. And so, and therefore the need for a community like this where we have, uh, you know, multiple minds thinking about the same issues collectively and trying to come up with the best approaches is really, couldn't, couldn't be more appropriate at this time. So, so yes, I would say yes and no to your question. Yes, we still see some of the same issues, but we're also seeing changes in how chemistry is being expected to be taught. And as such, we're seeing new, new challenges arise. Are there any digital or hardcover materials that teachers can have or purchase to help them with their instruction, hardware, software, books, pamphlets, whatever? Sure. Yeah, so we've had this, uh, this, this semester in the age of COVID, we're, we're learning to recognize all the various ways that technology can support the teaching and learning of chemistry. It's been really exciting to see uh, so many uh, opportunities for teachers to take advantage of emerging technologies. Um, but in terms of like specific uh, curricular materials, what's, what's nice is the College Board is also trying to meet this need through its uh, online portal where, where uh, students can log in, teachers can log in, and they can uh, get experiences, you know, almost individualized, um, which I think is, is great if we can move towards that and individualize a program of instruction where you assess where a particular student is and you set up a trajectory for them to move along that actually is differentiated from possibly their, their classmates. So I think the, the virtual environment actually affords some uh, opportunities that the face-to-face -face instruction oftentimes can't. So that's pretty exciting to see that teachers are beginning to, to um, recognize that they might not be able to teach uh, chemistry and I guess our other subjects as well, the same way we've always done it, just because we're, we, um, you know, the, the online environment is so different. How have you adjusted to the all digital class? MTSU went to that in the spring semester after an extended spring break. What was the transition like for you? Yeah, I think, I think for all of us, it's a little disruptive, right? I mean, one of the things that I really value is the face-to-face -face interaction, the personal interaction. And so essentially having only virtual relationships, and that's, you know, with my colleagues, with my with my students, I think it's a challenge. It's disorienting. I think, you know, I think my, my experience is pretty typical of a lot of ours. It's like, it's isolating. It feels, um, it's actually kind of draining uh, to do all of my, um, my meetings like this over the internet. Um, so it's been, it's been, I think initially pretty disruptive. And I think now I'm beginning to start to see the silver lining that like, hey, this, this may not be the worst thing, you know, for us to, to think about. Like maybe we shouldn't do business as usual. Maybe there's a good reason to 
to rethink instruction and education at large. So I'm trying to be positive, positive. I think this AP Teach experience has helped me recognize that there are really great minds out there and really positive attitudes. And really that's what I need to surround myself with because it's very easy to get discouraged if students don't show up or I can't figure out some technology or I can't do things the way I, I think they should be done. You know, it's, it's easy to get, you know, kind of down on yourself and wonder if you're being effective. But I think what I've recognized being in this community is like, there's a lot of really great chemistry teachers that haven't just um, allowed themselves to get discouraged, but um, are looking for, for productive ways to, to manage the new challenges that we're facing. Well, if the pandemic has done one thing, it certainly has brought to the forefront the importance of science in our everyday lives and yeah. training the scientist of the future is going to be more important than ever. On the premise that uh, probably a teacher or two listens to this broadcast, uh, how do people who want more information get in touch with you about AP Teach? Yeah, so we have a website, apteach.org, that um, has both the you know, some description about what we're, what we're about, has a lot of our content, has all of our past webinars. Um, that's one way we're, we're trying to be all over social media. So we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, um, we're out on professional organizations, we're, we actually have a formal partnership with the college board. So there's lots of places that you can, you can find it, but what we'd love for you to do, if you're interested, is come to our weekly webinar. We, we often, uh, almost every week on Thursday evenings, um, it's open to anyone that, that teaches AP Chemistry who's interested in the issues associated with this community. And we'd love for you to just join and be part of the conversation and help us to figure out how to best meet the needs of this community. Because the better we understand the needs and the better we understand whether we're addressing those, the better we as a research team can design the experience that, that's kind of the most productive and most um, satisfying for the, the folks that are part of it. And you get into the webinar by going to the AP Teach website, is that right? right? So we have a calendar of events, so we have both past events. So it's, I mean, you can imagine it kind of like YouTube where you can, there's live YouTube, right? YouTube Live, where you can go to live events or you can look at what, you know, kind of past recordings. So um, all of it's cataloged on there, the upcoming ones, what the topics are gonna be, RSVP links. We do it all over Zoom, thanks to MTSU's uh, enterprise license. We're able to host um, meetings of, of several hundred at a time, and it's been real exciting to, to be a part of it. Dr. Greg Rushton, thank you so much for bringing this to our attention and explaining it on MTSU on the record. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Take care. We'll be right back. Women in Science and Engineering, or WISE, helps college women prepare for and become involved in science-related careers. WISE nurtures women's interest in these fascinating and critical fields and provides mentoring and networking opportunities. The group's main goal is to assure women of their importance in all scientific and technical fields and to promote equal opportunity and treatment of women in science. I'm Dr. Judith Iriarte Gross, WISE advisor. For all the latest MTSU information, go to mtsunews.com. Gina Fan has the middle moment. We've all been reading the stories and seeing the viral videos belligerent customers bullying frightened employees, people shouting into each other's faces, violence bursting through peaceful gatherings. A new online training program for Tennessee's pre-kindergarten, preschool, and Head Start teachers, co-hosted by MTSU, has been focusing on gentle guidance for little ones to help them develop social skills for school, to make friends, to learn about their emotions, and to stay out of headlines like those. Connie Kasha, 
director of early learning programs for MTSU's College of Education, says teaching those skills involves paying some close attention. A lot of times teachers will sign up for this type of training and they want to know how to fix a child, you know. They want the silver bullet. Well, there is no silver bullet. (laughs) It's what we do as teachers that are going to impact or change a child's behavior. You know, when children don't behave the way that we want them to behave, we have to figure out why. We have to be curious. One of the things we talk about is that we have to teach children these skills, just like we teach math and science and social studies. If a child can't use a pair of scissors, we don't say, go sit over here, and when you know how to use those scissors, you can come back and join the group. It's kind of the same thing when children misbehave. We don't want to just move them away from the group and not talk to them about that behavior. We want to teach them what they need to do. That's MTSU on the Record. I'm Jenna Logue. Thanks for listening. MTSU on the Record, a news and information program about Middle Tennessee State University, is produced by the university's Marketing and Communications Office, which is solely responsible for its content. Read more about MTSU at our website, mtsunews.com. Podcasts of this program are available at mtsunews.com and on iTunes.